0: Hi, this is Bill. We spoke earlier. Bill from Culloden Manor. Uh, Listen, I've been calling you because a few things have been going awry at the house tonight. And before we go in, I'll need to explain them to you. It's too much to get into over the phone, but trust me, you'll want to hear it. It's got car crashes, doors that lock themselves, ice cream that literally screams. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. This is actually quite serious. Please, for your own safety, call me back as soon as you get this. escape this podcast a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles we are into episode three of descent of the cullidans there are ghosts it's getting spooky uh i'm glad i don't have to play because it's way too spooky for me (laughs) Uh, every episode we play through an escape room that exists just in the minds of the people playing and the people listening at home and in a notebook sitting in front of danny so Let's meet tonight's contestants. A former Jeopardy contestant, Amy Williamson. A Jeopardy Teachers Tournament quarterfinalist, Lee DeGeorge. Hey. A three-time Jeopardy champion, Alistair Bell. And our returning champion, Bill, a historian, whose two-day cash winnings total a broken rearview mirror and a tub of ice cream, both with goats in them. And now, here is the host of Escape This Podcast... Danny Silla!
1: What? I didn't agree to this. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. How are you? You do all the (laughs) talking. Hi.
0: Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This
2: is amazing. Great to be here.
1: I feel like I had Uh, a
3: significantly shorter introduction than the other two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, those introductions were sent to me by by Lee, so we'll we'll blame him.
3: Oh, okay. I'm all all right with that.
0: (laughs) I cut out. There's a part there that says... Uh, former, former Jeopardy contestant and all-around loser Amy Williams. I like. I didn't write it though. Oh, oh. Guilty as charged. I'm sorry oh, in dude. advance. This is my fault.
2: <laughs> I try to say something nice, but I couldn't come up with anything. So I wrote what I wrote.
3: <laughs> How dare you? Uh,
0: welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, it's very cool to have to have three former Jeopardy contestants, but also escape room fans. Uh, I know, Amy, you've done some dungeon mastering for D&D games before. Briefly. It's, it's wonderful to have you all. You're sort of this perfect sort of uh, uh, reflection of what our audience can be. It's great.
2: We're we're all into escape rooms. I have had the opportunity to play in escape rooms with Amy before, and Alistair and I were talking about doing one in Vegas coming up in a couple weeks. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So
4: as you nice. listen to this podcast, um, Lee and I, and probably Amy too, will uh, will be in Las Vegas and uh, no doubt deep in some escape room somewhere
0: it's very cool because we we have had contestants who who don't have much escape room experience for some people this was their sort of their first introduction into doing escape rooms but it's always nice to have people with a with a good sort of escape room foundation to come in and play some games and 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 and, and they get the whole thing and it's wonderful so hopefully this will have a similar feeling and you'll and you'll do very well I'm definitely looking forward to it uh, all right so before we get started just a reminder Just to people, yeah, people who are listening at home. If you are enjoying the show, please go and tell people about the show. Uh, you can talk to us if you want to. You can send us an email. We've got escape this pod at gmail.com. That's linked below. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at ask this podcast. We're also technically on Instagram, but I'm very bad at keeping up with Instagram posts. So I'm less likely to see things there. Uh, but if you do listen to this and you have any questions that you wanted to ask, email them to us. We'll try and answer them on our little chat show in between episodes and otherwise we would love if you just listen long, leave a review if you can um we also have our patreon up uh there are bonus episodes where we solve murder mysteries
1: gonna do another one soon
0: there's another one in the works right now so so get on it you can listen to me put on a bad french accent and pretend i'm poirot it's wonderful
1: who we know uh, isn't french we know he's not french he's
0: definitely french he yeah. speaks french where where else do they speak french Belgium. Um, so, uh, you, what is Belgium? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, wonderful. Without any further ado, Danny, would you like to get us started? Let's
1: do this. Still no service. You've really got to move to a new phone carrier. You've had no buzz since the city center. And even though the manor is on a steep hill, you've got nothing. How are you supposed to meet the historian who invited you here? If you can't contact him, you look up and take in the sight of Culloden Manor. It's in pretty good shape for a place so old. The haunted house tours must make good money. You wonder if you'd be allowed to move in if you got some share of the ownership. You do a quick circle around the house. Just as you reach what looks like an open back door, your phone gives a shrill ring. Just one before cutting out again. You must have gotten a bar of reception for a second there. You look at the screen, and it was Bill the Historian. He must be trying to find you. Which means he's probably around here somewhere. Well, this back door is open, and even if Bill isn't inside, your phone might have a better chance of working on the upper floors. It feels a bit weird entering without permission, but hey, this might be your house soon, so it's not like you're trespassing. It's more like an open house inspection. (laughs) The room you walk into is a kitchen, and a very messy one at that. There's discarded food, shattered glass, there's a pile of chocolate or something on the floor... Some miscellaneous powders scattered all over the place. Definitely suits the haunted house atmosphere. But there's no Bill, so you move through into a dusty hallway. A fair way down on the right, you see a pair of wide double doors, also open. Cool, if Bill's anywhere, in here seems likely. You step inside and survey your surroundings. The first thing that enters your head is that this is like... kind of an old-fashioned man cave... It's a lounge, it's a game room, it's a hunting lodge, all combined into one. From where you are by the doors, a beautiful clock stands in the corner to your left. The left wall is decorated with stuffed and mounted animal heads, and in the upper left corner is a big safe. The centre of the room has a card table with four chairs around it, sitting on an old rug. On a big old rug. On the far wall in front of you are two curtains drawn back to reveal not a window, but an enormous artwork. The right wall is made up of a fireplace and shelves, you know, like a mantle shelf sort of thing going on. These shelves are lined with various trophies and perched right above the fire is a remarkable antique rifle. So the shelves are like to either side of the fireplace? Yeah. Okay. In front of the fire, there's a single chair with a small side table next to it. There's no Bill, but as soon as you take your second step into the room, your phone springs to life, ringing. You quickly answer and hold it to your ear. Hell, it... Ooh, it's choppy. The reception isn't perfect. You take a few more steps into this game room, searching for improvement.
0: Can, Can you hear me? It's Bill. I'm on my way back to the manor now. I'll meet you out the front. Do not... Do not go inside. Did you get that? It's extremely important that you don't go into the house.
1: Oops. (laughs) Well, he, he doesn't have to know. You turn around to leave, and you find that the double doors have silently shut behind you, and the door handles do not budge when you try to turn them. Bill notices your lack of reply.
0: You... You're already in there, aren't you?
1: Maybe? Yes, I'm I'm
3: afraid we are. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'll have to give you the short version. Something strange is going on in the house tonight. I'm assuming you're locked in a room and can't get out? That's right. Yeah, great. If you don't already believe in ghosts, you're about to. And they're dangerous. But as far as I can tell, we can exercise them by trapping them inside objects that had personal significance to them when they were alive. Find the ghost... Find the object and you'll find your way out. And you'll be making the manor safer for everyone.
1: Well, you're not going to move into a house with ghosts in it. Not that you see any ghosts. Maybe you'll get out of here without seeing any. Okay, I want to check out the art on the wall. You go over to that north wall and look at this big painting. It's of two men standing in this very room. It looks like it's been painted from the doorway. So they're standing proudly with guns slung over their shoulders. The eyes of one of the men... You know how paintings do that thing?
3: Oh, yeah. Where yeah.
1: it looks like they're following you. Yeah, that's totally what's happening here. It's eye, his, his eyes are looking around in various directions. Only one of the men in the painting is doing that? Only one of them. It's, it's an optical illusion, right? Okay, huh? maybe. <laughs> the background of the painting includes most of the room, exactly as it is now. The only odd thing is the card table, or rather the chairs around it. Two of them are tucked in neatly, but two are spun around the wrong way, and one of those is tilted back on two legs, leaning against the edge of the table.
3: Hmm.
2: Can I take a look at the uh, curtains? Is there anything hiding in the curtains?
1: Hmm. So from what you can see, they're thick, they're velvety and cream-colored. They're also tied up into two bunches on either side of the artwork, so you can't get an amazing look at them. The ropes that are keeping them tied up are insanely knotted um does the painting come off the wall it does not okay so much simpler you're right bill when i just say no it's yes, easy right
3: you just
0: say no to things it's fine you're just like <laughs> that doesn't work and everyone's happy
1: i'm i'm apparently i hate improvising but apparently the yes and is sort of stuck in my head as a thing that you have to say <laughs> it's more definitive it's fine it's really inappropriate
4: yeah. okay uh, so um, do we want to start by uh, actually putting the uh, the chairs on the card table in the same configuration that, that's in the painting.
2: That works Sh- for me. Sure.
1: Yeah, as the chairs are right now, they're just tucked in normally. There doesn't seem to be anything remarkable about them. So you start swiveling around the appropriate chairs. You get them into place as they look in the painting. When you turn the first one, you swear that you can see tiny grooves along the edge of the table where the back of the chair could like line up to it. And when you go around to the chair that needs tilting, there's a definite sort of dent on the upper part of the table's edge. You push the chair onto its back legs and it will fall right into that dent. And when it does, you hear a small thump come from under the table.
2: Not it to look under the table.
1: <laughs> I'll look under the table. It's a head. <laughs> you look down and sitting on the carpet, having fallen from apparently a hidden compartment on the table's underside is a teeny tiny key. I take the key. Good start.
0: And a note that says, Lee is a coward. <laughs> Lee is a
2: coward is correct.
3: I we have solved the mystery. We could all go
2: home now. It's You're, you're, you're right. <laughs> you figured it out.
1: Um, okay. Um, okay. I I would like to check out that safe. Of course, it's locked, and it requires some combination of numbers to open. You know, how safes work, you can't really tell how many or what they're going to be, but numbers. You look around for any clues, but you don't see anything. You do notice there's an awful lot of dust, like no one's been anywhere near the safe for ages and ages. While you look at the dusty top surface, you suddenly see movement. Some of the dust is peeling away like a person is pushing it aside with their finger only you don't see a finger or a person the movement continues and it becomes clear that the invisible whoever it is is writing you a message you see an h then an a an n and a g that's not ominous mm-hmm. at all that's not o- no they're Never. obviously t-
2: this guy obviously had a hangnail problem
1: Oh, he that's... just wants to hang with you guys. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> or he wants to watch us hang.
3: Why'd you have to go there? You're making it creepier than it <laughs> needs to be. Okay. Well,
2: we, we, we've we already established that I'm the coward, so that's okay.
3: okay. All right. So we have a hang, we have a safe. Um, How many numbers on the number pad? Um, It's one of those diary sort of
1: ones. So probably it's hard to say. Most safes that, you know, like oh, this that would that only one. have okay. like three. I don't know, three to five or so. It's an old fashioned
0: safe where you'd stick your ear to it and go.
1: Do I happen to have any
3: safe cracking skills? Roll a d20. Critical fail.
0: Oh no. Failed.
1: Can
2: I take a look at the clock?
1: Yeah. So this clock isn't a grandfather clock. It's not much smaller than one though. So it is a standing clock. It's working, it's at least close to the correct time as far as you know. Might have slowed down a bit over the years, who can really say? Unlike most old clocks that you know or picture in your head, this one has three hands rather than just two. So it's got an hour hand, a minute hand, and a second hand. It doesn't seem to have any fancy internal workings that you can pry at, but on the back, right behind the face, you do see three holes as narrow as a coat hanger wire.
4: Sounds to me like that going to be something we can come back to. Um, Can you tell us more about the stuffed and mounted animal heads? How many are there, and is there anything interesting?
1: Well, there are four of them. They're all staring at you with their glassy, frozen eyes. You count your blessings. They don't seem to be inhabited by ghosts, because that is probably more creepiness than you could handle. Each animal does have a label underneath it for identification. So from left to right, you're looking at a red deer, a diamondback shark, a club-footed pheasant, and a black bear.
4: So I have something is it fair to wonder whether the black bear might be something to do with spades and the red deer might be something to do with hearts.
2: Hearts, right. this the, this looks a lot like cards and card suits, uh, especially it's... as we have a card table. Card table, right.
1: Are there any cards on the card table? There are. Cards are all over the surface of the table. It kind of looks like it's midway through a game, but you cannot identify what game, if it's a game that still exists. Some of the cards are in stacks in the middle. Others are face up or face down in front of players' places. You don't see any markings or distinct patterns in what cards are where. They do all seem to be part of a single standard deck. Are there 52 cards? (laughs) Like, are all the cards present? And a joker. One joker? Yes.
0: What about rules of poker?
1: <laughs> they weren't playing poker, so it doesn't matter.
0: Would I be able to
2: take uh, one card of each suit and place it either in the mouth or around? Like, can I can, can I place a heart in the deer mouth or uh, a <laughs> diamond in the shark mouth or something to that extent?
3: Yeah, totally. You won't look under the table, but you're, you'll stick your hand in a shark's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
2: Listen, I... I I'm I confident now, now that, you know, you didn't die going
0: underneath the table, <laughs> I feel like I could do anything.
1: Yeah, it makes them cool. look a bit sillier, but nothing else really happens.
0: Sounds like the name of a Japanese pop song. What? Diamond in the Shark Mouth.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like
0: it. <laughs> um, okay. It's not quite right, but still cool.
3: <laughs> Is there any kind of label or anything on the painting that might tell us who these people are? There is not. Okay. It, well, I was going to say, if there's an artist's signature, we probably can't read it, how that <laughs> um, generally goes. I,
2: I think I'm ready for a nap. So I'm going to take a seat in that master chair and take a look at it.
1: Yeah, sure. So it's a large, well-cushioned chair. It does look pretty good for napping. It's regal and kind of patriarchal. Uh, but before you go to sit down on it, you notice that there's a glossy black book resting on it. You turn the cover to the first page and you see in fading black ink, logbook of Philip Ho. Thank you to listener and Patreon donor, Philip Ho. Uh. Um,
2: is there anything on, on the table next to it?
1: Yeah. Uh, the table itself is not particularly interesting, round, flimsy, but well-polished wood. There is something on it, a small brown box. You pick it up and judging by its size and shape, it looks like a case made to hold a pipe, a smoking pipe. <laughs>
0: My lead pipe case.
1: <laughs> it might be a musical pipe.
0: <laughs> How Can I love to sit it? by the fire, put my feet up and look at this lead pipe. Can I open the box?
1: It does have a lock on it. It has the name M. Culloden engraved on it as well.
2: Ah, uh,
3: what type of lock is it?
1: Uh, just a teeny tiny keyhole lock. Ooh, is it ooh, a keyhole ooh, ooh, about ooh, ooh. the same
3: size as the one that I so bravely retrieved from under
1: the table? The end of the key that you retrieve from under the table does look approximately the same size as the hole in the keyhole of this locked case.
2: I grab the key out of Amy's hand and open the box.
1: I kick you. (laughs) In the ensuing violence, Alistair picks up the key and unlocks the pipe case. (laughs) There is a pipe inside. It's it's long and it's incredibly thin and it looks like it's you know you know it's made of ivory or something it's that old.
2: So this might be the item that is the connection to the ghost in the room. Just throwing that out there.
3: Is there anything in the bowl of the pipe? There is not.
1: Dang. I'm getting so good at this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's a
0: small mouse who says, hey, what
1: are you doing? This is my house.
4: Um, is there anything, in the bo- anything else in the box?
1: No, it was just the pipe. Um, I have a question.
4: Um, mm. The rifle over the fireplace, does it match one of the guns in the uh, painting?
1: That's a good question. Uh, yes, it does. One of the men is indeed carrying that. The one whose eyes aren't being creepy.
4: I wonder if somewhere we need to find a second gun so we can uh, reproduce the uh, painting. Oh, maybe it's in the safe.
1: Ooh. Can we take a look at the shelves? Absolutely. The trophy shelves.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The the only shelves.
1: I called... The the mantelpiece. Did I mention trophies? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so the shelves around the fire, there's a collection of miscellaneous small trophies all over them. No names, no placements, just your generic awards. But evenly spaced between them, there are four very impressive looking trophies, at least twice the size of the others, and they do have engravings on them. The first one is Smithfield's Experimental Solar Energy Corporation Award, Bird Category. The next one is the Elias Johnson Automotive Industries Award, Predator Category. I bet these have to do with the heads. Oh! The third one is the Anderson Bank Honorary Award Pest Hunting Category. What was that category? The Pest Hunting Category. Pest Hunting. And the fourth trophy is the Julia Jones Jeweler Sponsorship Award for Fishing.
2: And just out of curiosity, we can pick these trophies up if we would
3: like to, correct? Yeah. Well, the deer would be the pest. Um, is there oh, anything... Would, would, would the deer be the pest? Yeah, for Hunter. sure. Well the I would, the pheasant I... is the bird, the predator is right. the bear, the shark is fishing and then the deer would be the pest. Deer are pests. At least around here. So we'll should
2: sh- should we bring those trophies over to the animals?
3: <laughs> well, is uh, can get we like, is card there card anything notable the about the trophies apart from the labels on them? Is there like
1: a place <laughs> to insert a playing card? That doesn't seem okay. to be. As far as you can tell, they're just the best of the trophies on the shelf. But still no names. Still, Put no them in names. the mouths of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a suspicion. <laughs> That'll be extra hard to get into the pheasant's mouth.
2: <laughs> do it. Do it. No.
1: <laughs> Just based on your deductive skills, based on what you know about this house and your own ancestry and things, you assume that any of the fancy stuff in here belongs to Mr. Culloden, Mr. Mike Culloden.
2: While we're playing with that, can I I look at the fireplace? Is there a fire burning right now?
1: There isn't, actually. It's definitely cold. You don't think it's been lit for many, many years. So thankfully, nothing creepy about that. It still has some ancient sooty powder in the bottom, some of which is black, but most of it has aged so much it's grey or even white. There's no patterns or anything particular about it. It's just... Random sooty mess.
4: But it's all cold, so we can uh, sort of stick a hand in there and see if there's anything interesting in it.
1: Totally. And your hands get dirty, but you don't find anything. Woohoo. Do the animal heads come off the wall? They're a bit, well, the pheasant probably could. They're a bit bulky. What do you, What do people normally do? Surely they nail those on in some way, or do they just hang them? They're uh, usually on the like a... Owner. There's like a, pl- not like a
3: plaque, like yeah, a backing board sort of thing. Board yeah, sort do of those thing.
1: come off or are they usually
3: hammered in? Or usually they're oh, like, they they're off. kind of hung like pictures where the, the board is hung onto the wall and then it's like.
1: Really? Mm.
0: And and usually people like to write their safe codes on the back. <laughs> um, that's just a very common thing that people do. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to exercise. Escape rooms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to exercise slash abuse my power and just say no. Okay. Like there's no wall at all. (laughs) Everything is no. (laughs) Is there anything
2: under the chair or anything under the table next to the master chair?
1: No, no, the floor there is nothing. Sorry.
4: Uh, Is there anything interesting with the rug? Uh, Oh, can we even move the card table and the chairs? get to the rug and put it up?
1: Yeah, you definitely could do that. Uh, With the three of you, you can shove the card table aside. You don't really need to to get a good look at the rug, but why not? Get you the full picture. It's large. It's a grey rectangle. It's got loopy tassels in all of the corners. The pattern on it is not very interesting. It's a grid of squares, and they're not even different colours. It's just a lot of grey squares. How many?
2: Are they in any... Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: They're just sort of that... Uh, what's X a... by Y. Yeah. Unimportant.
2: And are they in any sort of pattern at all or no?
1: No, it's just like someone took a big grey rectangle and put some lines on it to make squares happen. Okay. Anything under the rug? There is not anything under the rug.
3: I would like to look through the uh, logbook of Philip Ho that Lee has
1: seemingly abandoned Poor Philip. He sat on it.
2: I sat on it. I didn't even know it was (sighs) there.
1: So you go back, you find that logbook again, and you have a flick through. The ink on most of the pages is faded beyond legibility, but there is one entry towards the end that you can read. Wednesday, 11th of the 9th, 11.43am. Culloden was late for this morning's lesson. Unacceptable. Reminded him of my policy. If you are not five minutes early, you are late. He responded in foul language, assumed it was due to the issue of his wife, but apparently his flick knife fell from his back pocket and he is unable to locate it. Target shooting held only 30% accuracy. Moods worsened on both our parts. Would not be surprised to learn of my impending termination, despite my years of service to this house. Should Culloden refuse to return my goods, I may have to enter his safe myself. His cards hold some key to the numerical code. So...
2: Um, there's a famous New York Giants uh, head coach, Tom Coughlin, who they basically said the same thing. If you are, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. So can I go over to the clock and advance the time five minutes?
1: You, the the clock hands are behind a glass sort of screen, so you can't just get to them and pick at them. I feel like we're gonna need that wire.
3: Yeah. So
1: Culloden is missing a knife.
3: He stole something from Ho, and that's in the safe, which has something to do with the cards. Um, I'd like to look through the deck of cards and see if any of them look unusual, if there's any kind of markings on them or... Um...
1: Frustratingly, they seem completely normal. Huh. You don't spot anything. Yet.
4: of course so the very stupid question assuming haha that we haven't actually disturbed the arrangement of cards on the table is there anything about how they're they're arranged that uh...
1: there really isn't okay it just looks like there were players playing a game at some stage but you don't see anything exciting about how they're arranged
2: um would it would it be a bad idea if we put them all in a new pile?
1: It does not bother me. Okay, but so, nor does it excite me.
2: Okay, <laughs> um, is there anything underneath the card table besides what just fell?
1: No, that's it. Besides just that, that and the
2: calling you a coward.
1: <laughs> there was the key that you found, <laughs> and there's still the rug.
4: Did we look under the rug yet?
1: Yeah, you did.
3: You know, Lee, we haven't tried putting the pipe in the animal's mouths. Would you like to do that? <laughs>
2: Listen, yes, I do. Can I put the pipe in, in, in the mouth of the deer? I think that'd be the funniest one to look at.
1: <laughs> yeah, the deer's mouth isn't open a huge amount, but the pipe is thin enough that it will just slot through. It does look quite comical, especially uh, if you take the trophy and turn it upside down to make it a hat.
2: <laughs> actually, Question. Does the pipe fit into the holes in the back of the clock?
1: It does.
4: Oh, great. I was
3: just that too. Well done, Lee. You should like a coat hanger. What kind of pipe is this? It's a long.
2: It
1: gets very thin. Mr. Culloden had a big gap in his front teeth and he liked to <laughs> slot the pipe in there and not have to hold it with anything else.
3: Clever. Okay. So what happens, Danny? Well, you have to say
1: what you're going to do.
2: Oh, well, okay, I put the pipe in hole number one.
1: Cool. It feels like it'll turn. You maneuver it a bit and turn around to look at the face of the clock while you do, and you do seem to have found the controls to wind each of the three hands. The first hole that you try, it makes a slow ticking noise, a slow low noise as you wind it, and it's turning the hour hand. If you remove it and then go to the second hole... The middle one, it's a more still slow ticking noise, but it's a bit more high pitched and it moves the middle hand and the final hole makes a very high, fast clicky noise and it turns the second hand.
2: So going back to the five minutes early thing, Hmm. can I set the clock five minutes ahead by turning, by, by putting the pipe in the second hole and changing it five minutes?
1: You can but unsatisfyingly, it doesn't seem to have any effect on anything.
2: Oh, then I go five unless, minutes the other way. Unless,
1: of course, like turning it five <laughs> minutes ahead makes it midnight and then it, I don't know, dings 12 times. But no, nothing exciting. So
3: we've tried um, moving it
1: forwards and backwards five minutes and neither does anything?
3: Mm. No, yeah, it doesn't seem to. What if we set it to 1143? I know you said the numbers weren't important, but I wrote it yeah. down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough no it doesn't so one thing i was wondering about was do we want to put the um the hunting trophies in order of their respective uh animals like rearrange the trophies on the mantle so that the order is the same such that the smithfield one is opposite the pheasant the elias johnston one is opposite the bear the Anderson Bank is opposite the deer, and the Julia Jones is opposite the shark. Does that do anything?
1: You can do that. It won't line up too perfectly. The mounted heads are a little bit higher than the shelf mm-hmm. that they were on. so. But they're in the same order. It doesn't order. seem to have too much effect. Dang.
2: Even though I think we kind of did this a little bit, uh, can we look at the rifle again and maybe take it off the wall?
1: Absolutely. So from afar... All you can tell is that it looks like a valuable thing that you might see in any museum. Whether it still works after all this time, couldn't really say. You have to stand on your toes to reach it, but as soon as you stretch out one arm, you feel a frigid wind envelop you. And then there's a voice in your ear. Nobody touches the master's weapon but the master, it snarls. You touch it, I'll shoot you myself. And then it's gone. Ah. You move your arm and nothing stops you. But maybe you shouldn't play with guns unless you know what you're doing. Because you seem to have finally garnered the ghost's agitation.
4: So at least we found the second gun. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Ghost gun!
3: Okay, if the three of us move to different areas around the room, which
1: of us is the painting looking at? (laughs) not me that's a good question um actually when you do that it doesn't seem to be following any of you in particular they're just going in direction so actually at first they look like they're just staring straight out straight across the room then they sort of peer off to the left and then they glance up and then left up then over to the right, then up once more, then right once more, and then they drop down. And then they look forward again and they, they this is hard to describe, they sort of shake a little bit, like they vibrate, they shake in place as fast as they can. And then they just stare outwards again. Okay,
3: I've, I've got straight left, up, up left, right, up, right, down, straight, shake. Is this a cheat code?
2: Sounds things. like it doesn't work. Up, down, up, down, left, right,
3: left, right. <laughs> BA, start. That's it. You can't leave that unfinished. Okay. All right. <laughs> Straight
1: up. Is there anything on the ceiling? No, there isn't anything on the ceiling. Okay. Hadn't really is there anything up,
3: else? Up. Is there anything
1: elsewhere on the floor? Not that you can tell. No. Why am I saying that? No, there isn't. It's a floor. Okay. I can say no. Okay. <laughs> I am powerful, I am assertive. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: and gosh darn people like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do like a logo writer type thing and it's just not working for me. Mm. Like I had puzzles
3: um, like that before.
1: Yeah. I'm just those sound like me. trying to not- think of
3: like what they'd be looking at. Like it looks to the gun, then to the safe, then up, then back to the safe, then to the floor, then back at the door and I'm like okay
1: the eye movements are only subtle like when it's left it's only a a tiny bit left it's not like full on straight over to the gun
2: is there anything we haven't checked yet we've we've checked the safe and the safe had the 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 safe had the the dust on it yeah we should definitely not clean off that dust right no because the (laughs) ghost wrote hang in it well, we, we, we know that, but we should tidy up if it's going to be our place soon. <laughs> uh, we have curtains that are tied up, which we can't get to. Mm-hmm. We have a clock that we could change the time of if we know what time to change it to. We have animals with cards in their mouth and a pipe in their mouth at this point in time. <laughs> no, the pipe's in <laughs> the clock. Well, the, you no, it well out. We, we don't need <laughs> to keep it there. I mean, we could take it out when we need, but obviously a smoking deer would be fantastic. Um... We have the trophies, which match up to the animals.
4: So the animals match up to the cards and the trophies. So not anything to do with just matching the cards to the trophies somehow?
1: There didn't seem to be any... Like, you definitely feel like you're getting a mental connection between these things, but there doesn't seem to be any sort of physical way of connecting them.
2: We might have not gotten there yet. We might have to do something else first.
1: so bad I know that I know so well the pain of having a puzzle and you're just going cool I don't know if I've got enough information to solve this yet or not can I
2: can I look at the doors please
1: yes that's my favorite (laughs) I always include the doors as something to look at and people usually forget about it Mm -hmm. so these huge double doors are locked and they're not budging no matter how much pressure you put on them They're ornately decorated with three-dimensional patterned wood. Bill called it a relief pattern.
0: Yeah, like a relief.
1: Um, When you look up the very top corners, you see two little hooks, almost as if a curtain used to hang here. But you don't actually see a keyhole on this door anywhere. Now, describing this wooden thing on the door, you know, just old-fashioned doors have kind of a 3D effect Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. We're just...
0: The patterns are just carved into the door.
1: Yeah. But they almost feel like they're sticking out rather than carved in.
3: <laughs> patterns are carved out of the door.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: No. <laughs> the door is carved out of the pattern. Yes. Anything notable about the pattern or like if we
1: No, it's very just door patterns. Just pattern. like an ornate pattern. <laughs> yeah, this was the struggle trying to describe, you know, doors have patterns. Yeah. And then people hearing, ooh, patterns? <laughs>
4: uh so there's Can I Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, so there's two hooks for curtains, so it's obviously something to do with how do we reflect the uh, the painting in in reality, and how do we move the curtain somehow?
1: Well, we can, we, the curtains, can we pick up the even, curtains and move them? No, even if the ropes weren't there tying them back, those curtains do not like they would move.
2: Okay.
4: So, stupid question, there's no actual windows in this room at all?
1: I guess not.
0: What's the light source? Um, ghosts. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of glowing ghosts. <laughs>
1: Ooh. It's a good question. I assume there is a hanging ceiling light, but it is of apparently no importance in this room. Is there anything in the cushion of the master chair? You reach your hand under it and you feel something small and hard at the back, like it's fallen and gotten stuck there. You Not pull it, it out.
3: <laughs> All right, I'll get it then. You don't pull okay, it out.
1: Okay. Someone else pulls it out. I'll do it. Um, it's um it's a something. It looks kind of like a solid s- cylinder that fits in the palm of your hand, but it's really hard to say from looking at it what it actually does.
4: Made of some kind of metal. Yeah, about the size of a bullet.
1: No, it's kind of what would you say? It's
0: I mean it really it fits perfectly into your mm. into your palm. Like you could grip your fingers the whole way around it and it would stick out a tiny bit at both ends. Okay. Probably tapers a little bit to the ends, a little bit wider in the middle. so it fits well in your hand.
2: I put it in the animals' mouths. <laughs> of course you do.
0: They come to life. The deer oh, yes! says, Thank you, Lee, you've solved my puzzle. Now my spirit can rest with my pipe and small thing I did and the card." The door must open a up now. Cylinder. He gallops into the afterlife. The door stays closed.
1: Can Can we open the cylinder at all? you have a bit of a play around with it and it does sound like it's got a bit of a something inside it, but you can't see a way to open it exactly, but you give it a bit of a shake and doing that, you, it, it, you feel something happen. And so you try it again. And eventually when you give it kind of a solid, almost whip like motion, a blade comes flicking out of the top. Oh, it's (laughs) the knife. It's Mr. Culloden's lost knife. It's the flick knife. He didn't it lose it. It doesn't look it. like any that you've ever seen before. It's kind of fancy. So no wonder he was sad about losing it.
0: Made from the bones of peasants.
1: The metal bones of peasants. <laughs> the pe- metal
0: bones of peasants.
1: Pheasants, I said pheasants. <laughs> and pheasants. Okay, so we've got a knife
3: now. Uh, can we cut? Can we cut the ropes <laughs> holding the
4: curtain?
1: You can. It'll cut through those knots easily and the curtains come loose. Now that they're just... Hanging there freely, you can see there's a couple of pictures sewn into the fabric. The left curtain has a dollar sign and a sun on it, and the right curtain has a wheel and a bright red ruby. If you draw the curtains, these pictures form a neat straight line.
4: Stupid question, just because I remember it's come up before. Uh, The dollar sign, it doesn't matter whether it has one or two vertical lines in it. Ah,
1: This one does not. It's got three. I still haven't established what country this is set in, and I'm not gonna. So we
2: have the eyes. Are the eyes... No, that, that wouldn't make any sense. We've covered the up eyes the painting. We at... don't
3: have to look at the eyes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I put the the um the trophies in order. The bank, then the solar energy, then the automotive,
1: then the jeweler. Oh, Woo-hoo! thank you. Mm-hmm. More connections coming together. But moving the trophies around still doesn't seem to have done anything.
2: I throw the trophies at the artwork.
1: It's only fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's something to do with that. They're all connected.
3: All three of those walls. Dollar
4: goes to heart.
3: Don't you see? It's all connected.
4: Everything's
2: connected.
3: So so let's... God, so it's the pest? So wait a second.
2: Wait a second. So we have basically a coordinate plane here don't we oh no so, oh no. yes right we do so we basically oh. can set up so at some point it's, it's a, there's going to be a dollar. a dollar sign that matches up with the animal which matches up with the trophy
3: yeah we got to oh. deal we're going to have to kind of triangulate that i believe yeah okay so it's deer bird bear shark
2: danny is there anything else on the south wall besides the doors and the clock?
1: There is not.
2: Okay, so there's nothing I need to triangulate, or there wouldn't be triangulate at that point, but there's nothing so <laughs> quadri- quadrangulate. Because <quadrangulate. laughs> that
1: would be... No, the, no, the clock and those doors do seem to be the only interesting things.
2: Okay.
0: It's always hard to to line these things up because you need to make assumptions in your room as to where they are. Right. Already, I don't know if those trophies are uh, lined up squarely like the um, like oh, the no. heads on the wall were. They may not be the same width. They're much lower down. The, I don't know what the, how the spacing is on the curtains either.
1: We have done a triangulating sort of puzzle before, and when we did that. We were very strict on the guests to make sure that their map matched ours. Mm. In
2: in other words, the hint here is that we're probably barking up the wrong tree right Mm. now. Well, I apologize for sending us down the garden path there.
4: But there is clearly a connection between. We're Mm. right that there's clearly a connection between the symbols at the top, the symbols on the left, and the symbols
1: on the right. But maybe maybe that is a sign that something about the South wall will become relevant to this as well. In, it's, in.
3: It might be those hooks. There's only two hooks, right? Yes. Two hooks. Two hooks. We have a knife, which we've used to cut the ropes. So now we have some ropes. Do we want to hang the ropes from the, from the hooks? Oh, there's a thought.
1: Yeah, you can probably like throw them up there and get them there, but then it's just two ropes. That spell out. Really, it really <laughs> ties the room together.
2: Oh, you're the one who makes the bad pun.
3: Yep.
4: <laughs> Can we hang the ropes somewhere that the ghost will like?
1: The ropes don't seem to be very interesting. They're just cut up, knotted pieces of trash.
0: <laughs> like trash ropes. Get out of here.
1: That said. The hanging thing is probably a good thing hang. to be thinking mm-hmm. about.
0: You right? do have hang. two hooks, and uh, and someone telling you to hang something. Yes, hang.
2: What are we what going- could hang? Oh, oh, what oh, oh okay. Can I hang the rug
1: from its tasselly looped corners? It will yes, take please. a bit of pulling to get it there. It's a heavy rug, but that will work. You hook those corner tassels around the hooks. And they hold. The rug hangs flat against the doors, except for one single square of its pattern, which bulges out a bit because of the door handles. Hmm.
4: Okay. Um, is there anything interesting about that square?
1: It doesn't seem to be. Like, on the rug, it's exactly the same as any of the other squares. Which of the symbols on... Is one of the symbols
3: on the curtains directly opposite that bulge? Oh, that would be very
4: difficult to tell. Can we attach playing cards to the squares?
1: Nah, they're just—it's still just carpet. It's a very normal rug.
4: All right, don't have. It's just got this weird grid
1: pattern. But how big are the squares? I don't think so. Um, how big do you reckon? Like hand size? Yeah, the size of a hand. Size of a hand.
4: Hmm, a little bigger than a playing card. Definitely. We don't have anything that uh, the grid pattern will match up, unless, unless. I'm <laughs> um, I'm trying to imagine this. Uh... Oh, um, what the, in the artwork? Oh no, the artwork is seen from the door, isn't it? Well,
1: yes. Can't yes. see the door. So
4: the in the is... artwork.
1: No, that's right. Yes. They're facing each other. So could I follow the
2: squares straight, left, up, left, up, right, up, right, down, forward, and then shake the rug?
1: All right. So those were the eye movements of the figure in the artwork. You start at the square that's being pushed forward by the door handles, and then you follow that pattern that you said. The square that you finish on, it's exactly the same as all the others, and like sort of ruffling the rug doesn't really seem to do anything. You lift up the rug and examine the door behind the square, and it's got that same 3D wooden pattern as everywhere else on the door.
2: Can I press at on that spot, or can I take the uh, knife and kind of poke at it?
1: Yeah, you just stick your hand on it, and you try to press it and give it a bit of a shake, and now that you're not doing it with the rug in the way, you feel it come a little bit loose. And sure, you can use that knife to dig it free, a small bit of the wood will drop off in your hand. And sitting behind it is a very small, very fine brush, like a makeup brush or a police fingerprinting brush.
2: Let's take the brush to the safe and let's kind of work with that uh, dust in that area.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that dust, it's, it's very normal dust. So it doesn't seem to have much of a fingerprinting effect that you might want
2: let's go to the fireplace then
1: you go around and you get a bit of dust and yeah the white dust in the fireplace it looks like it's got a bit more of a bill you know about fingerprinting how would you describe what it does i
0: don't know it's a, it's 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 a little little bit sticky just a tiny bit it doesn't fall straight off things It likes to it'll cling to any bits of oil so you could use it as a fingerprinting oh the card sort of dust
3: We get some of the dust and go and brush it on the cards and see if there are
1: any prints or interesting marks or oils. Yeah, you grab a handful of the white powdery ash from the fireplace, scatter over the playing cards, you take your little brush and you start dusting, and fingerprints start to become visible. Any given card only has one set of prints on it, besides the ones that you can tell right away are your own. But there are loads of different prints on all the cards together. So lots of different prints, but each card only has one main set of prints on it.
0: Uh, but can we
1: are get they all the, the human prints? The pipe is... N- it's a bit too thin to get any good prints off.
0: And it's covered in Lee's prints. That's true. And deer mouth <laughs> prints.
1: <laughs> what did you say, sorry, Lee? Um,
0: do I remember?
2: I think you uh, asked if they were all human <laughs> fingerprints. Yes.
1: Are they... Are
2: they oh. all human or are, are any of them animal prints?
1: Well, apparently koalas have very human-like fingerprints. So there may have been a koala oh, It's at hard the table. to say. But we don't know that we're in Australia. That's true.
0: There may have been a traveling okay. koala
4: <laughs> at the table. Um, what about the box that the pipe came in?
1: It also doesn't have any prints on it that aren't Oh,
0: Can I check the prints of the logbook of Philip Ho, please?
1: uh books
0: fingerprints on paper you're gonna need like a ninhydrin solution that you can dunk it in get them to come up through that it's not gonna work (laughs) if you had
2: some ninhydrin,
0: you'd be fine but you don't i i
2: guess we got to check the rifle don't we
1: scary scary rifle i
2: i I wanted to check everything else so i didn't have to check the rifle (laughs) but i guess it's time to check the rifle
1: Yeah, the rifle is definitely the place with the nicest area that someone's hand and fingers would sit in an easy way to dust. You carefully reach out towards that rifle. There's no icy wind. There's no ghost yelling in your ear. So you grab it carefully from the parts that you don't want to dust. You take a pinch of the white ash powder from the fireplace. You take your little brush and you dust around the trigger and the other, you know, parts of the gun that a person holds. You know, gun parts. <laughs> Hand bits. Australians, we know our guns. The stock. And, <laughs> yeah. The lock, Maybe. stock,
0: and the two smoking barrels.
1: <laughs> On a rifle? And... <laughs> 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 a fingerprint starts to reveal itself.
2: Does it match any of the cards on the card table?
1: It actually does.
2: Four there are
1: four of the cards Woo! that One match the these fingerprints. One of each well, suit. You got it. The seven does- of hearts. Okay. The two of diamonds. The nine of clubs. And the three of spades.
2: Put them in the animal's mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please tell the me that does nothing. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs>
0: you've you've lost, lost them.
1: Yep, they're out.
0: Years <laughs> oh. later, your bodies are found in the room. No! Right. no! Oh, dear. You're strapped, trapped forever. You've kept you've we, we've, the we've fate lost. too many times.
4: Thankfully, we've remembered which cards they were. And the question <laughs> is, um, how do we order them? Or HCSD here?
3: Okay, Um, I'm... I would like to go to the safe and try different iterations of these numbers.
1: Mm, I mean, there's a few different iterations that you could try. Okay. Uh,
3: um, I'm going to start
1: with... If you don't want to agitate the ghost, it might lock you out. It, I'm already locked out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, right now you're locked in.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm locked out of the What's safe. The... So there will be a way of doing this without guessing. Well, 7293,
3: the, the suits you gave us are in the order that the animal heads are on the wall.
1: I can't remember if I did that on purpose or not.
3: <laughs>
0: so, okay, so they they won't work in that order, in the order of the animal heads. No, that's there's, right. There's, there's more steps to this. Okay. But what else do you know about these cards? We've, we've You've learned a lot about these cards.
3: Cards connect to animal heads, which connect to the curtains, which connect to the trophies.
0: Or maybe animal heads connect to the trophies, which connect to the curtains.
3: Yeah. Let's see here. So the seven of hearts... Belongs to the deer. the deer. The deer which is the Anderson bank and the dollar sign.
0: So you've okay. seven of hearts all the way through to that dollar sign on the curtains.
4: Oh, sorry, We're, we we need to do them in the order of the curtain, and that's seven nine <laughs> three two.
1: Try seven nine three two based on the combination of the curtains to trophies to animals to cards. And the door to the safe swings open. Yay!
3: Good job, Alistair. What's
1: in the From inside it, you pull out three objects. They're all traps. Like, again, I'm not much of a hunter, but three big spring-loaded sort of bear traps. But lucky for you, they're all shut safely at the moment. Max. At
2: the moment. (laughs) But the three of them are identical?
1: They look pretty similar. No gun, though? No gun.
2: Can we take them out of the safe?
1: You can. Snap! (laughs) They're already snapped. They Uh, have come pre-snapped.
2: Is there anything carved into them or
0: anything written on them anywhere? No. If there's anything that would look funniest when put into the mouths of these animals.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What am I, some sort of animal? The the bear's probably already been in one, so um, maybe we can get into the, the other three of them. Can we attach those bear traps somehow to the to the rug that's hanging up?
1: Well, the traps in their current state, they're just kind of shut, closed. They won't really do anything. They won't really be very hangable.
2: Can we open the traps?
1: They're a bit old and rusty, so they take a bit of effort, but you each take one and you... Give him a go, trying to prise them open. So, Lee, the one that you try, it's a nightmare. Every time Fingers. you pull on it a little bit, it makes a bunch of really high, quick ticking noises that sound like a bomb is about oh. to go off. Okay, that, and is, that is number three. It takes so many pulls that you, you start counting them. It takes you 59 pulls before the trap will open and stay open. 59
2: seconds,
3: cool. Yes.
1: Alright, Alistair, you, you're trying the second trap, and it's almost as bad. The noise that it makes is a bit slower, it's a bit less frantic and bomb-like, but it still takes 55 pulls before you can get it open. Okay. Amy, the trap that you've tried is much better. It only takes six tries to open it, and the noise it makes is really slow, really low-pitched, it doesn't sound like a bomb at all. It's because so I'm so now that you have three active bear traps. <laughs>
3: okay,
4: and we set the clock to six fifty-five fifty-nine.
1: You spin the hands one by one until they match the noises that you just made by the traps until you reach six fifty-five fifty-nine. Then you let go, and the clock starts ticking by itself again. And the second hand slides up one spot, six fifty-six. A tremendous, earth-shaking gong sounds through the air. Then another. Then another. You have no idea where it's coming from. The clock doesn't have the inner workings to make a loud gong. Plus, what kind of clock gongs at 6.56? It keeps going. And filling the room, another sound roars above it. A voice. You are late! It shrieks in your ears. You hear a gunshot and feel something zoom past your cheeks. Out of instinct, you drop to the floor, and it's a good thing you do because you hear several more gunshot sounds coming from nowhere, all accompanied by this screaming, raving voice that's just yelling, LATE! 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 And then it's gone. So are the gunshots, and so is the gong. It's all stopped. The only sound left is a rattle coming from inside the clock, and after a few seconds, that too subsides. You stand up and look at the clock face. It's frozen. 6.56 and 0 seconds. You walk towards the doors and they now open when you push on them. It looks like you've trapped your ghost and now you can go free. Well, you don't need to be told twice. That said, you take a moment to consider what to do with this possibly possessed clock. And in the end, you pick it up and with teamwork, you haul it out with you. Maybe you can destroy it later just to be safe. When you reach the front of the manor, you find a person waiting for you. Bill, you presume. He looks relieved to see you, and kind of unconcerned about you dragging one of the big antiques out of his museum.
0: Good job. I heard some noises that made me worry you weren't going to make it. Did I hear gunfire? Who is this ghost?
3: Well, um, we assume it's Philip Ho.
0: Ah, Philip. Mr Culloden's hunting instructor. Interesting. We've had his chauffeur, his chef, and now his hunting teacher. It seems like people who worked for him are the common denominator, but to have so many ghosts, so many people with unfinished business bent on revenge, it seems strange, doesn't it?
1: He frowns.
0: What went on in this house to leave behind so much hatred?